Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flushem and Dustin podcast. We're excited to have everyone come back and listen. We appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the podcast and support us. We do truly appreciate it. Uh, we have been <clears throat> pretty busy lately. Nick has a new puppy, a poodle pointer named Jet, that you have all met on Instagram. Uh, he has been busy training him, getting him up to speed, introducing him to birds, <clears throat> working on his point. A uh, whole new perspective from him coming from a lab to a poodle pointer. He is very enjoying the process. Uh, I've been busy trying to get the dogs out dove hunting. Uh, we've been on two hunts now. Uh, opening morning, we got 10. The other day, we went to a chopped cornfield and uh, with a friend of mine that I go waterfowl hunting with and <clears throat> we're able to get four. So the opening morning dove hunt is up on YouTube. So be sure to go check out that video and uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we would love to get our channel up over a thousand subscribers. So again, go check it out on YouTube at Flushem and Dustum. Hunting season is fully ramping up. We are uh, getting geared up to go out to Wyoming for our sage grouse trip. Uh, I'm also gearing up to start the waterfowl season. Early goose opens uh, in Iowa on off. That'll be the early season. So limits five on that, which is kind of fun given that I was only two and three during the season. This podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready, reliable equipment driving inspiration in the outdoors. Hunt Ready just launched their new <clears throat> Elevate series. Uh, you can get the Elevate Upland Pursuit, the Elevate Upland Ambush, and the Elevate Upland Drifter. They're already pre-configured lighter weight than their original EV8 series. Uh, not as much configuration, but still configurable. So very good option for shorter days in the field, shorter hunts uh, for any, or for anybody that just doesn't need as much gear um, on them. Go check out the Elevate series. If you do need more gear, check out their Deviate series. You can make these as customizable as you want. You can switch pouches up. You can put on different attachments uh so make the vest how you want it so go check out hunt ready at huntready.com that's h-u-n-t-r-e-d-i.com we're also brought to you by upland outfitters upland without the a it's u-p-l-n-d outfitters.com uh <clears throat> we recently got their clothing and i truly love their ultralight uh power wool shirt or it's a pullover hoodie super super comfortable uh it also looks really good where you can kind of wear it uh hunting you can wear it out and about uh very versatile so it's not just something that you have to wear hunting but and it fits it fits so nice uh love it love it love it go check it out uh they also have their upland <clears throat> pants the relentless pants uh, they're made of tweed DuraStretch, uh, which makes them breathable. They stretch in the areas that you need them. They're also wind resistant and have a DWR coating that makes water just beat off of them. So um, I wouldn't say they're 100% waterproof, but they are going to keep you dry for a long time uh, walking <clears throat> through the thick grass. Uh, we're also brought to you by B Pro Kennels. This is a exciting kennel that I'm super stoked to, to be running um, 
with having the bed storage system as well as the storage on top of the kennel. <laughs> I'm going to have tons of storage options, uh, easy access to my gear, but it's all going to be in lockable compartments. The kennel itself that the dogs will be in is made from 100% aluminum and it is built with a rigid frame that's similar to a roll cage in off-road vehicles, so extremely durable. Uh, makes me feel safe going down the road at interstate speeds. Uh, so super stoked to have this. Uh, a cool, another cool feature is the solar panel, so you can charge up gear if you're uh, on longer hunting trips uh, where you don't have chargers, you have a power source uh, that way. And it also has lights on it that you can hook up to your truck. So when you hit your brake lights or you turn on your blinkers, those lights are also going to turn on on the kennel. So it gives you, makes you more visible going down the road, which is super cool. Lastly, we're also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Uh, we've worked with Gundog Outdoors since the start of the podcast. Uh, truly, truly appreciate their products. Uh, we really enjoy it. Their first aid kit, it has everything in it that we need uh, in a nice compartment, nice packaging, uh, super easy to open up and get the materials out uh, without having to search through a big bag of things. And it's just perfect for for trips, uh, for days in the field. Uh, we also use their quick release system uh, <clears throat> out in the waterfall fields. Super nice to have, gives you comfort that your dog's not going to break. Uh, the dogs do well with it. We've worked with it uh, multiple times and super simple mechanism to use, uh, but very, very effective. So again, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, let's get to flushing and dusting. to another Flushem and Dustin podcast. It is me and Nick tonight is all go. you got. So we're looking uh, forward to this one. It's been a while since it's just been him and I. So we kind of sit down, throw some BS, talk about the new pup uh, that Nick has picked up. So yeah, you. Uh, Nick, if you kind of just want to start it off with selecting Jet and yeah, I mean, super tough decision for me, right? Uh, had three labs in my life and um, love them. They've been great dogs. Diesel specifically has been the best dog I've ever had. But, you know, I contribute that to one, putting the money towards them. And, you know, two, just me being older and more time to spend with the dog. But regardless, he's been there for everything for me. Um, most important things in my life. So, when it came down to it, I just couldn't buy another lab because I just can't replace him. Um, yeah. So my wife started talking how she'd like a dog that maybe didn't shed as much. Um, you know, I hunted behind the poodle pointer. I had a buddy that has one. I'm super impressed with him, um, but never really gave him much thought because I didn't like his coat. He had super long hair, burrs up the ass. Um, so then I started doing more research and saw that you could get like a shorter hair one. Um, and that's when I started kind of poking around about it. And turns out went to Jeff house at Sudden Valley Kennels up in, uh, 
oh, it's uh, Trumbull, Wisconsin, or Trimble, Wisconsin, if I'm pronouncing that right, and picked up a pup. He had one for me and turned out to be, a, I feel like, a great decision so far. Yeah, and it's funny because you weren't even, you were thinking about it this year, you know, a little later in the year. Yeah, but, um, yeah I think my wife and I wanted it more <laughs> like a winter dog, which would be super hard to potty train, um, and we realized that, but we have a lot of trips that we do you know kind of coming into fall and summer so we weren't necessarily wanting a dog right now um, but we decided to embrace the suck and well here we are we're yeah. we've had him for two months now and all is well he's I would say he's 90% potty trained like if I don't get to the door in time and he's hitting on it he'll just pee right in front of the door um, but you know that's puppy things can't hold it all the time and sometimes when we travel for work he will pee in his kennel uh, because sometimes it, it tends to be a lot longer, but so far he is kennel trained. Um, he is here trained, but I'm going to have to start working on some, some pressure with the e-collar <laughs> because I took him out on yesterday, actually, uh, to a farm just to get him on some more birds. And he took off and he was probably, oh, 80 to 100 yards out from us. And I could not get him to come back. Um, I, obviously, I could see him yet. And I knew where he was. and He wasn't close to a road. So I wasn't worried about it. And I knew that he would come back to me eventually. But uh, the recall <laughs> did not work because he clearly had birds on his mind. And <laughs> um, so need to start adding that into to the training. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely cool. And there hasn't really been, just through our conversations, there hasn't really been much suck of bringing him home it sounds like it's been like a fairly good transition you know a lot of guys that get labs they always talk about him chewing up furniture and just you know diesel when he was a pup i can remember back god he sucked as a puppy he was terrible (laughs) um chewed up uh, shoe shoe strings um i remember he chewed up two of my hats maybe even three of them I mean, you're talking clothes and everything. He hasn't, Jet doesn't really chew. Um, he'll get a hold of the girl's toys and kind of start to like nibble on them. And then you can yell at him. And he's a lot more sensitive where labs are so hard headed. I feel like Diesel, you could almost, no, I've not hit my dog with a frying pan, but that's what <laughs> labs are like. It feels like you could just, you just gotta, you gotta drill it into them like, hey, this is not okay. Where Jet, he's so soft <clears throat> that when he raises his voice, you can instantly tell he's like, oh, shit. Okay yeah um, how has so that's been that, nice yeah how has that um has it been hard for you to <clears throat> adjust to the different level of like sensitivity uh for jet compared to what diesel was um at first it was and i mean we had conversations about it like uh, there was a week when he was kind of being a, a shit a little bit and um he ended up would go to our couch and then get on our counter because uh, our couch our couch comes up the back of it and then you could like get on the counter from there well he would get up on the couch and get on the counter get up on the couch and get on the counter so it was constantly no no and then he kept doing it so I I got a little bit louder with him and you know made my voice a little more stern and he stopped doing that and tail between the legs and then for like two days I was talking to Tyler I was like man I'm like his tail's between his legs but you know he can't do this um, so then it was just all about me building confidence back up in him and now he's you don't even know a difference. He's fine. Yeah. So I think you just got to kind of, I've learned you got to pick and choose like, you know, no, no. And what I've also started doing is just, he's doing something I don't want. No. And instead of yelling deeply at him or louder, whatever the case may be, I'll, you know, I'll pick him up and just move, remove him from the situation. 
Yeah, no, that's a definitely a good choice. And you've actually, I don't, like, don't want to keep yelling no. So it's like one or two no's. And if he doesn't listen, then I just, you know, yeah. pick him up and move him. Yeah. And you've actually, he's, how old is he now? 16? 16 weeks? weeks this week. Yep. And he's, God, you got him. You've done a lot of stuff with him so far, you know, with bird intro, with gun intro. I mean, so he kind of run fully... through how you've. Um, I just, you know, for me, just curious. I've never had a dog that's been, I would say, bred specifically for bird hunting or have the bloodlines, I should say. You know, labs, most dogs, if you train them, they can do it. Where I feel like diesel, you know, um, I had to, had to kind of bring that out of him. He would retrieve all day, but he didn't have like that bird, like go get it as much as like Jet has that bird instinct, like instantly. So they're actually two days after I got him, I ended up getting a, a couple quail and I pulled the flight feathers just to let him go after it in the yard and instantly, and this was at eight weeks old, I put him out, I put the bird out in the yard and kind of just to see what he would do. Um, and he came out and he knew something was out there like instantly. And then he found that bird and he was, I mean, he fetched it, he held it, didn't want to let it go, ran around. Um, and then I had another one. So I put that one away. Uh, actually I froze it. Um, he, he didn't kill it. I killed it. And then I did it again uh, a couple of days later with another bird. And he knew instantly um, once that bird was out there, I wouldn't even like tell it. It's just like he walked out the door. I do notice that his nose is so much better than diesels. Like yeah. it's, it's uncanny. It's incredible at the age he is. And he doesn't even really know how to use it yet. You know, yeah. he's figuring you got it to, out. You got to really experience that uh, last yeah, with so Judy, two weeks ago, uh, or a week ago? I, I had the experience, I had the opportunity to, to uh, go train with Judy Parcels down by Fairfield. Um, and she does actually, which is really cool, rescue setters, rescue, doesn't have to be a setter, rescue dogs, I should say, that are hunting dogs um, that maybe breeders don't think that are, you know, fit their program or whatever. And she takes those dogs and trains them and then sells them. Um, and they were all phenomenal. I was like, man, I can't tell <laughs> if these dogs are soft or nothing. Like, they're yeah. awesome um so i ended up getting him down there you know um and i would say he probably was on you know 30-ish birds 25 30-ish birds you know and that's counting just her getting pigeons showing them to him and releasing them so he's smelling them and she we did that a lot um throughout the day we did four different training sessions with him and then got her dogs out in between um yeah and instantly we started working them on launchers um at this point i already had him gun broke um and just kind of to back up to go about the gun breaking you know so how do i get here through the house constantly you know kind of start bang pans together just make a a loud noise Uh, the other thing i think that helped with that is i kept doing that but diesel doesn't freak out you know and so jet sees that diesel's like not doing anything so then he's like oh it's not a big deal well Um, she had that perfect scenario of that package that showed up that had those uh Yep. Yeah, we had a package that had the air bubble wrap in it or whatever. And they were not the not the tiny ones. They were like, I don't know, four inches wide by six inches long or whatever they were. So I decided to uh have Bree give him a treat and I stepped on it. And he kind of like looked at me the first time and there was like eight of them in there. So I said, All right, do it again. I stepped on it again. And then he didn't even do anything. He just kept looking at Bree. So then I did two really quick ones. And he didn't even <laughs> didn't move. He yeah. didn't care. So awesome. yeah, he's, you know, and, and to start it, that how I started is I took a, I bought a cap gun really off of uh, Lyon County gun dogs and uh, 
you know, it's a 22, it was 32 bucks. And I bought caps for 13 bucks and I got a hundred of them. And every time we'd go on a walk, I'd let them be way out with diesel. And then I'd pop one, you know, at first he'd turn around and look at me and then, you know, I'd let him get a little closer and then I'd pop one. And then eventually, you know, that one pop turned into two and then I would do like three quick ones. And then after a while he was right beside me and I was just, I'd pop it off and he wouldn't even look at me. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an awesome that. it, was like four, it was like four training sessions I did with him, you know, first time I just did like four shots with him just to kind of break him in. Second time I know I did like eight or 12 and then I busted out to, I did like 24 one day, one day. And I was like, all right, I think he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you were, you were telling me about that. I was like, damn, that is, that's awesome to be that young and, you know, it was you know, like some of the every stuff... dog, every dog will be different, you know. Yeah. So I guess what I'll say is like I was doing all these loud noises in my house, and then outside when we'd be outside and he was out there and I wanted him to come to me, I would literally clap my hands as loud as I could um and get him excited. Um and I think that also helped too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's not scared of loud noises, it's always a good thing. Yep. You know, not a bad thing, which is no. pretty awesome. Yep. And it's cool to just like because some of the stuff, you know, that people are saying it's just a softer dog or, you know, slower to develop maybe. Um, and it seemed like, it seems like he's progressing very quickly, quickly. Yeah. For what yeah. Uh, is expected, I guess, of maybe that breed. Yeah. You know, cause I also did to talk with Jeff house. Who's been training poodle pointers. Uh, the guy I bought jet from for 25 ish years now. And, um, you know, talking with Judy, who's been doing this for 25 years, got a lot of great info from both of them. Um, you know, really, you know, Jeff usually says he, you know, doesn't start a dog on collar conditioning till five, six months. Um, but I think Jet's going to need that sooner. And I talked to him actually today about it. Um, he's bold. He's a very bold, bold dog. So I, I don't think he's as soft as maybe some of the ones that he's trained before. Yeah. Oh, that's that'll be yeah. good getting him and it's good to see him it's also good to see him how he was like you said you went out to uh, preserve on yesterday on monday yep and uh saw him he's not scared to get to already start getting distance you know no, he's to getting get out distance there. and he's also not afraid to get in the weeds um you know i kept a check cord on him after he ran how far away from me um we actually got out one of our buddies setters um it seemed like he was having a little trouble finding the birds or just unsure what he was supposed to do with all the cover around so he busted out one of his dogs um that was a pointer and that really helped him and hell he ended up finding a uh one that i shot before um his dog did nice yeah that's awesome and you know the dog was more his dog was more bird down and then i'm going to find the next one yeah, I, I got jet to the area a little bit and worked him, and then he ended up finding it. So yeah, those cool. experiences too. He never really had a hard point. I wouldn't say yesterday, um, but it was just the experience of you know being in the hunting field, and he'll figure that back out. I mean, he points on birds clearly. You can see from a couple weekends ago when he was locked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. How was uh, you know obviously you've been around the retriever world, and he <clears throat> put a couple titles on diesel, and um, you know you've you've kind of had many years of running that style of dog and then you transition to a, a versatile pointer. yeah and like you you take him to to judy's and you see the different training style how was how was that that day you know 
having labs or retrievers or flushers, whatever, you know, you want to put them as it is such a different, different game. Um, when we got jet, you know, my wife wasn't nervous. I was nervous. She's like, what are you so nervous about? I'm like, I, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's a different game. It's almost all backwards from what everybody's telling me. Um, so I'm listening to all their advice, Jeff, especially because I'm going to send him to Jeff for a little bit of training, force fetch mainly this uh, in the spring. But, you know, really just bringing his drive out, bring his drive out. Don't give him really any commands other than, you know, in the house kennel. No, um, you know, I'm going to start working on a little woe training and then here. Um, that's about it right now, you know, and uh, that's the advice I got from these guys. I'm not an expert. I'm just listening to them. Um, I also follow Upland Institute. So I bought that program. So I knew what to do with him when I, you know, when I couldn't get a hold of these people. So um, it's pretty cool just to see it. And my experience at Judy's, um, it blew me away. <laughs> blew me away. I mean, yeah. I was so, I was so damn excited. Um, you know, it, just to see him lock up on these, these other pigeons. But I mean, sometimes he would be, 15 feet away almost i would say they'd be down kind of in the ditch and he'd be up on top and just and it's like man and you know even judy would say look at look at how he just he just whips that neck he'd be running straight and just instantly stop you know um so like it's a different kind of high i think you know with a lab you get highs when they're retrieving or they get the bird or they kick it up right away right and then for him you get a high you know when he's when he's standing there pointing you're like oh shit there's a bird here the other thing is like we let diesel out and I don't, I've never really had him on pigeons. So it was a different game from him, but he's still a bird regardless. Um, but like you could watch him, he'd run down and he'd come back and he, then he'd start kind of working into it where jet would just run down and then turn like, so his nose is just incredible um, to see, um, you know, and then we started spacing him out a little bit farther and kind of let him range a little bit. And we actually brought out her six-month-old Vishla, his white hair Vishla, very pretty dog. Um, and even Judy said, I bet Jet finds a bird before my six-month-old Vishla does. And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, he's <laughs> he's not even four months yet. I doubt that. And I'll be damned if he didn't fucking take off and they were running and he just, and that dog ended up honoring him. And I, I posted on Facebook, obviously, you can see her yeah. honoring right behind him. So it was, it was cool to see that happen um for him being such a young pup yeah no it's it's been really cool just like for me to see the difference and like to talk to you about it and you know of changing breeds and whatnot it's still have my scary moments like yeah. there's times i'm like oh shit like you know because a lot of times like i remember like all my labs usually i'm starting with like sit and you know play sports and i know you can do that with these dogs too they say you can do it i know guys i'm not I'm not one side i'm just not a trainer right i've never done this before so i'm listening to the people that are talking to me right yeah um and so they're telling me you know once we get through basically year of birds um have a good training session throughout the the summer and work on woe and whatnot after that, then start incorporating more of this heel work and, and things of that nature. And heel, I would say I can get him to heal. I just don't say the command. Like I'll just tug on his yeah. on his lead and keep him by me when I'm walking. So it's not that bad. And then whoa, um, what I'm starting to do is just make him, you know, I'm not giving any commands yet for that, but I'm uh, you know, before I let him eat, I make him stand there. 
um, before I give him like a release command, let's say. So I'm trying to work on his, um, you know, he wants to go in and, and, you know, I'm just trying to control him from having those, uh, those urges, if you will, to, to go in and, and uh, get that food right away. Yeah. And you've talked a lot about um, the calming touch that the Upland Institute that shit works. mentioned. That shit works. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. You just take that dog and you put him on a table. Um, at first, he's going to be crazy. So you're going to have to hold him. But you just eventually you get a hold of that pup and you just pet him slow and just make him calm out. Jet, I can I can flip him over on his back and I can cut all his toenails now. That's crazy. I'll just I'll just lay there. Like he's used to me just not getting what he wants or just knowing like, okay, all right, if he has me, this is it. Like I can't go until he lets me go. So like even if I hold him, he won't he won't start like trying to buck me or anything. Um, and then when he gets really hyper. You know, I'll pull him aside, even if it's just on the carpet, and I'll just pet him and hold him, and he'll just stand there. And I just yeah. pet him really slow. Um, you know, it sounds stupid. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, no, this shit's not going to work. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It works. It just shows him, like, all right, you're the boss, and I can get praise, um, and it, I don't have to be a psycho. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can stand here, and I can get praised for just standing here. Um, yeah. You know, and then the other thing is, it works great on a tailgate. Like, I'll pull him off after – we had our hunt um, on Monday. I just put him up there and I can just pet him. You know, I'm still holding on to his, his neck or his collar so he doesn't jump off on me. But as long as I have that and I pet him really slowly and calmly, he's he calms down and he's ready to roll. And having a nice calm dog inside. Ugh. Yeah, That's I mean, he's getting, too, you know? he's getting a little more energetic now inside. Um, but he's still, I mean, he's, he's still a really good dog. Yeah. Yeah. And we're obviously coming into hunting season. Yep. Um, he'll be, how old will he be on opener for pheasant? Oh, so he's six. It's what's the day today? The sixth. So he'll be, oh, will be almost six months on the opener. Just nice. about close to it. Five and a half, six months. Yeah. So what's kind of the. Oh, he will be six. He'll be six months. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be six months in the opener. Because he'll yep. be five at the end of this month, and then six, almost exactly six on the opener. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, so my plan is the... I'm not going to take him to Wyoming. Um, talked with Jeff in depth about it. Um, obviously, he's a mentor of mine, and he didn't recommend it, although he says that the experience would be great, being around the campfire, being with all the dogs, and being with everybody. Just didn't recommend uh, that type of pressure on him being so young and and trying to hunt him um so granted i could kennel him but there's really no need for me to take him i don't need a dog diesel's still a, a fine hunter so um I so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take him yeah i think that's a good choice too and who you know with it being a new area and leaving a dog in the kennel and he's young and i'd be nervous personally just well and i don't i don't have here down yet and I haven't yeah. started it and I'm not in any hurry to, to put pressure on him by any means yet. Um, yeah. you know, he's still such a young puppy. Obviously I know I'm gonna have to do it, but I'm going to start in the backyard and I'm going to go really slow. Um, I'm not in a hurry. Like I said, if he's not ready for the opener either, I'm still having opportunities to get him on birds and get him on pigeons. And that's my main goal. So, yeah. um, you know, I figure by opener, I'll probably have him on over a hundred birds before then is my plan. Yep. Yeah, because you got a couple weekends 
planned coming up, don't you, to go back yep. down to Judy's? And... Yep, we got Judy's planned again, and then I got, um, uh, you know, our buddy Justin. I'm going to go with him and uh, get on a few more birds. So, yeah, I mean, if you figure in what I got now, um, we're looking at probably right around 45 birds that he's been on so far this entire, entire year. Yeah, and he's only 16 weeks. Yep. Which yep. is crazy. That's <clears throat> yeah, great bird exposure. Yeah. You know, and, uh, trying to make it as much as I can, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it costs money and it takes a lot of time. And my wife's been great about understanding like, Hey, this is, you know, it's the first two years is going to be lots and lots of this. Um, and then we can kind of back down once, once we know that he's, um, solid and good to go. Yeah. And you had, uh, so before you went to Judy's the last time you took him out, um, out to Justin's and just got him yep. on a few pigeons. That was kind of his first time on yeah. a launcher. And I know you kind of mentioned a couple of times, like, Oh, I'm a little nervous about him pointing, but that completely yep. kind of went away. Once you took him out to Judy's, what was, what was something that she did or what, like, you know, honestly, I that? think it was just more bird exposure. He got, like I said, he probably got exposed to 25 or 30 more birds out there. And at Justin's, he probably got exposed to about 10, I would say. Um, you know, we were also training other dogs at Justin's and Justin had uh, two dogs he wants to train. And so we were just kind of going back through and he doesn't have the amount of pigeons Judy has. Shit, she probably has 150 pigeons. Um, so she can just cycle through them. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think that and then, you know, one thing that I learned is, you know, don't don't talk around these dogs. I can confuse them. So just don't say anything. I, and I don't know if I was... I don't remember if I was talking too much or, you know, here, Jet, come on, you know, trying to get him in the right areas. Yeah. Might've just been confusing on what, you know, I was asking. Um, but you could tell when he got in scent cones, um, he was right there. He was ready to go. Just didn't have him lock up right away. Um, but he never caught any of the birds in the launchers. So that was a success. I mean, it was his first time. So yeah. Um, then obviously you go to Judy's and he's locking up on every damn bird. Yeah. Yeah, you got a couple like awesome pictures. I mean, you yeah. were able to even like walk in front of him and take a picture or walk behind yeah. him and take a picture and he just I sat, don't know, you know I don't know how long there. he held the one point, but it felt like he held it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. it was 10 minutes, guys. I just it felt like I was just like, Oh my god, he just isn't even moving. Like yeah, know, it was probably it was probably a minute and 30 seconds, but it seemed like it was forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was which it, is it, cool, it was like great. your first dog to see that the first time yeah you know and it just you know and one of the reasons why i went um you know pointer uh, my daughter's growing up and i would like them to hunt with me and if you got a if you got a flusher when i get on a bird scent they speed up you yep. know um what i've witnessed with the poodle pointer and the one i hunted with um he slowed down and readjusted um slowly finding the bird and then when the bird was there he'd point and to me that's easier for my daughters to shoot once they become able to handle a gun and things of that nature so that was part of my future plans and i mean my s3 so hell in five six years she you know four ten minutes going out in the field with me yeah yeah that's, that'll definitely be <clears throat> i do think there's an advantage with uh, having a pointing dog you know just with after you know starting up the podcast and um 
just being exposed to more dog breeds and seeing other people with pointers and um you know they can a lot of they can cover so much more ground most of the time you know and obviously the more ground you cover the more birds you're going to find you know the more boot leather you put on the ground the the better your chances are going to be you know and it also you get better opportunities for better shots right yep they're pointing you know the birds somewhere close i mean and this is this is one thing that i noticed about and this could be all pointers i don't know very fresh to the the situation but when i was hunting with that one poodle pointer diesel he points right he would end up going to a spot and pointing and hit that poodle that poodle pointer would go around him and like kind of point and then he would he would brush off and go a little farther and then he'd be pointing up ahead of him and diesel would go on there'd be nothing there and then we'd go up by Diggs is his name and we kick and that's where all the birds were so it was um crazy to watch and crazy to be like oh man like yeah sorry what do you what do you think so this is your first I'm sorry, your first pointer, but like your first dog that's just a straight from a straight hunting line. I mean, that's all they're bred for. How do you think that's made a difference? Would you do you think you'll ever go back to and not getting a dog from a hunting stock? I mean, obviously it's super fresh with Jet, you know, we've only had him for two months, but I can tell a damn difference. Um just with his lines and like he's has a fantastic on off button wife posted pictures this past weekend of you know jet laying with my daughter on the couch he's just chilled out he's not crazy he's not biting her he's not nipping her he's just laying by her so like that's that's crazy and you know that's bloodlines um that's what they breed for and then um the other thing like i can just tell his nose he's got it even you know judy there's a damn bug flying right here judy um she even said she's like nick he's ready to hunt get him out in the field so it's just crazy the, the biggest thing is he's just not big enough yet yeah yeah he's uh, he's all legs he's 13 pounds and yeah, 13.7 <laughs> pounds but i've been feeding him more and he seems to be putting on a little bit more weight so hopefully hopefully he's getting up to 20 pounds here 25 pounds pretty soon but i mean he's only supposed to be 50 so yeah um that's and he's that's all, legs, all legs all yeah. legs I mean, yeah. I'm well, the pictures. Fucker keeps up with diesel. Yeah, <laughs> diesel tries to get away from him and he can't. Like that's how fast he well, is. He's just. You you posted that one where Judy had the bird in her hand and then let it go and let him chase. Yeah, Man, he has some. He has some wheels at his age. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's gonna be. Yeah. He's got a that rocket. passion, man. And that's one thing, like I said earlier, like diesel, he's a great hunter. We'll find birds. Gets me birds every time I go out. Um, but I had to, you had to bring the bird drive out of him, right? He, he just yeah. wanted to fetch, fetch, fetch. And then he loved birds, but Jet already, like, <laughs> almost like Jet knew what a bird was before he even had a bird, you yeah. know? So it's just crazy to, to see that kind of thing. And now, you know, I've noticed now since he started getting on pigeons and stuff, he'll be outside watching birds more through the air. Yeah. 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 So That's going to be really cool to, to watch it progress, you know, like, like this year. You know, it's going to, it's going to be obviously a big learning year for him and just getting exposure, but yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm excited to see him next year personally, just to, yep. you know, I've never hunted over a poodle pointer. Um, 
and haven't really hunted over many pointing dogs and so i'll be yeah, super me stoked to... just just the one right yeah um, you know we've tried oakley but uh oakley <laughs> is uh not much of a hunter <laughs> he could well he's freaking what is he 13 yeah 11 i think 11 or 12 11 and he can outrun he can run freaking all day like it's nothing for him no gordon incredible. setter is that's what he is is a gordon yep. setter yep. and man that dog just has energy galore yeah just cool to see <clears throat> yeah but, no i mean so like the bloodlines you know obviously only having him two months i do think it makes a difference um you know diesel i got him just from uh a place out in Harlan, Iowa, um, no specific bloodlines, uh, you know, they had uh, what seemed to be a good litter and, you know, I couldn't find anything around uh, at the time. I think it was Des Moines. I was looking, I couldn't, didn't really see anything at the time. And I found them and they had a website and everything. So I was like, Oh shit. Okay. You know, and I bought them for what, 400 bucks. I think I've said in the past or 450, something like that. So he was, you know, a cheap dog, but he, man, he's turned out to be a hell of a dog. Yeah, he's a fun dog to hunt with. And he's a good dog. He's a good all-around dog inside. Oh, yeah. Yep. Know. Yep. It's just nice. Yeah, it gets me to thinking, you know, what do I do next? <laughs> Obviously, I got I got a few years. And it's kind of for me, it's kind of nice to see, you know, you had these before I did, then I got my dogs, and now you got the pointer, and it's kind of like, all right. I got to see, you know, what they're about. You know, when we go to Wyoming, we're going to be hunting with uh, guys have setters. Uh, so I'll get to see those. And yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Every time, you know, you've asked me before, they've asked me before, what are you going to do? And I'm in the air right now. You know, I don't know what of, to do. I think for me, one of the best things that uh, actually Matt Mosier told me, this, I was talking about it because like, I was so torn up about diesel and what to do. And like, do I get another lab? Do I not? You know, my next dog is going to last me, your jet is going to last me till I'm 50-ish probably, you know, 15 years. Um, you know, if he can hunt 13 of those, that'll be great. You know, and he said, hey, you only live once. Might as well try it. And if you don't like it, someday you can always go back. So I was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to try it. Um, I'm, it's always scary trying something new, but I'm never against trying anything new. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big thing too is, and it, it's good you did you know, like you did the research on this one, you found the kennel that you wanted yep. to go with, you hunted over a dog from that kennel, yep. you know, so you kind of knew what type of poodle pointers he was breeding. Yep. Uh, so you had an idea of maybe what you're going to get your hands on. And I think that's a huge thing for anybody that's no matter what type of dog you're looking at and what kennel you're thinking of going with is, trying to hunt over either one of the dogs from their lines yep. or if you can if you're lucky enough and can if you can get over hunt over the parents just to see how they hunt i think that's a huge advantage yep. to you just to know what you're maybe getting you know the podcast dog. has taught us so much like oh yeah for the podcast you know i mean i've been hunting since i've been upland hunting since i was like 11 or 12 so it's not like it's something new um but i've never been a dog expert just knew what I liked so it wasn't like I was always out there searching for this that or the other thing I was like oh they got labs for sale I could make a lab do whatever and for the most part 95% of labs well you buy one and you can get that dog to hunt 
you know, yeah. and it'll do, it'll do almost what you want it to do all the time. That's just the breed, dude. That's why they're number one in the world. Right. Um, so going something, doing something new and trying this, uh, you know, scared me, but like I said, I did the research on Jeff and I found out what I wanted and, you know, the, the breeding ended up fitting what I wanted. And yeah, I mean, the podcast has helped like, just see like, okay, there's so much more than yeah. going and saying, Hey, I just, just want to, one of your pups, you know, it was more, you know, you wanted family, a family dog, you wanted a good hunting dog, you know, you want a good off switch. You don't want it to be crazy the whole time. Um, yeah. So yeah. And we definitely got that with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that this podcast has been kind of a blessing when it comes to just even getting our exposure to extend outside of Iowa and extend outside of the Dakotas. Now we're looking at Kansas, we're looking at Wyoming, we're looking at Montana, yep. we're looking at, you know, going up to Minnesota. I mean, and it's it's crazy to think, you know, when we're growing up, it's just like, oh, Iowa we're just going after pheasant you know it's like the king of all game birds and now it's well, like god there's you know, so much more out there i believe it was our buddy ryan um who gave us the advice of you know i can shoot pheasants in iowa yeah. i don't need to go to another state to shoot you know pheasants yeah um, so that's that's uh it's a good idea and uh we're starting to follow that plan like hey let's get these different species and yeah we can get a couple of birds to mount um you know mount that sharp tail from last year um hopefully we can get uh, sage grouse and i'd like yep. to mount one of those um so yeah pretty yeah pretty cool it's cool too one thing that i wish you and i would have done right away with our dogs and you'll get to do this with jet um is so this year we started a spreadsheet of um, basically we're going to track our hunts. So we're both running the garments now, which we've told you guys before uh, multiple podcasts, but we built out a spreadsheet uh, and our, one of our friends, Uriah, he sent it to us and they have it kind of broke down nice. And uh, I went a little, I took his, but then I made mine a little different because his, um, obviously he's just a, he's strictly upland and I do some waterfall. So I actually broke it down to where I have the date of the hunt, the type of hunt. So either upland or waterfall. Yep. And then I have total number of birds. And then after the total number of birds, um, I just have uh, on the line, I have mallard, wood dug, goose, you know, I put sage yep. on there, I put pheasant on there, quail on there, dove on there. Uh, and then I mark that number that we get on that. And then I have a breakdown of which dog, how many got retrieves uh, each dog got. Uh, and then at the end of that, for upland ones, I'm keeping track of mileage um, for waterfowl. Yeah. It's probably a mile a day, you know, yeah, something like that. Depending. Yeah. Uh, Could even be just a couple hundred yards at that yeah. point. You know, if yeah, they don't, if we depending don't get on, it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's cool that you can see, okay, at the end of this year, you know, there were X amount of birds shot over the dogs and each one got, you know, this amount of retrieves. And then you can look at them year after year and be like, oh, they, you know, by this time last year, we had this many birds or they ran this many miles yep. or, you know, and 
I think that's going to be super cool, especially with Jet being like, this is his very first like, yeah. outing, you know? Like, that's going to be awesome to look back 10 years from now and be like, his very Man. first season when he was only six months old, like, this yeah. is what it was. And now he's, look at what he did at his ninth year. Like, yeah. He's just, dude, he's, that's going to be, he runs this many miles. He does this. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be interested to compare this year as jet grows through the season and gets bigger, his running capabilities versus yeah. diesel. And is he, you know, running six or seven miles and diesel's only doing three and we're yeah. walking the same amount of distance or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see that dynamic uh, of these guys. Yeah. And then like, what states you bring him to all the different species he's going to yep. get over yeah, he's the going next, to kansas for sure you know, he'll be ready like, for kansas man that's going to be it's going to be cool and i wish i would have done that right away uh, me too and i don't know why we didn't think of that because you know, i don't it's super count, easy. you count all the birds that we've gotten over the years together as a as a team last eight years with him i mean shit he's probably he's had hundreds of retrieves yeah. you know even with your dogs in the ground you know you yeah. count you count those retrieves it'd be nice to say all right well he got to retrieve he got to retrieve or whatever the case may yep. be and then at the end of it, you say man uh, yeah so it is crazy and just to see the number of birds that you know because at the end of the year you're always like eh, i think i got like this many you yep. know but you never it, I, i've never kept track and i i've always wanted to and so i said you know what starting it this year got the yep. spreadsheet yep. so if anybody is interested in the spreadsheet shoot us a message and I can shoot you my, I just do it on, I'm doing mine on Google, Google sheets. So I can just have it on my phone and pull it up and it's easier uh, should, to share than you should send me that one. I don't have, an I have Excel it on, I just Word have document or anything. I just have that one on Excel, but yeah. that would, probably, that'd be more, that'd be nice if I could just do it on my phone. Yeah. So Google sheets works for me. It works a lot better because yep. I can use it on any computer or you know, yep. wherever I'm at, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a good year. Uh, this podcast is. is the kickoff to the season. It is. Um, yeah, we're so, coming right into it. We leave next week for Wyoming next Thursday afternoon. Yeah, the 15th uh, or something 15th, like that. Yep. So once we're done with work, we'll be kicking out of here, uh, driving 14-ish hours and setting up base camp. Yeah. <laughs> Sagegrass camp, man, and we'll be going to it. Yep. So and this is our good. first uh, – camping upland trip yep um so we so can't before be, but this is going to be a little bit more rough house yeah we'll be all right we'll be all right it'll be uh it'll be fun uh yeah we've got our meals finally figured out so everybody's yep. good on that uh truck situation everything's good to go there yep got the got, i just got a deck system in mine uh yes yep. i had total access before but Helped a buddy out that needed a truck bed system. So uh, total access was a, a good fit for him. So I sold that to him and I yep. got a, a deck system. Yeah. In our Dakota kennels, we uh, switched to mediums, right? Yeah. yeah. More room in the truck. Uh, yeah, it'll be a little tight for Dees because he's such a big boy. But uh, he's rode in it now a couple times and he can lay down. So as long as he can curl up and lay down, he'll be... And he can yep. turn around in it, so he'll be yeah. all right in there. I won't let I won't let him sleep in it. Um, but yeah, yep. And I just uh, talked to that guy that I was telling you about, and he said there's a cold front coming in, and he said at the base of the mountains, 
they're probably going to be expecting snow. Ooh. So it could be a little chilly for us. Um, I brought, I actually just bought, so I got a membership at REI and they had a Labor Day sale and they had a, a fleece liner that you can put inside your sleeping bag for extra oh, nice. warmth. Cause I don't know what my sleeping bags rated at for yeah. temperature wise. Um, but I was talking to the guy and he's like, ah, I got a 40 degree one. And he's like, I put this fleece liner in if it gets below freezing, it's perfectly fine. So I figure if not, I'll see. I don't know my... what mine is, but <laughs> I guess I'll... we're just fine now. Yeah, yeah. I was leaving my sweatpants and whatnot if I have to. But no, it should be good. Looking forward to it. A couple good trips coming up and uh, hopefully we can get some good videos of some hunts and um should be a good season yes it should be so well i appreciate it man it was good it was good doing a bullshit session with this yeah yep hopefully you see jet come into his own or yep. start to this season start to see him progress and then really just yeah you know like like we talked i'm gonna hunt you know we're gonna we got opening day spots we're gonna go to one's really thick i'm not gonna hunt him there but i'm gonna take him um and at that point i think once we get done, that's about pretty warm like it is every year. Yeah. Um, I'll kennel these up, and then I'm going to run jet in that lighter grass that we have and see yeah. what uh, see what comes of it, you know? Yeah, that'll um, be a good – that'll be a really good spot. It will be. It'll be perfect. Perfect height for him and easy to get through. Yeah, and he, by then he'll – I mean, God, it's still two months away almost, so he'll be <laughs> – Yeah. He should be big enough. Yeah, his muscles will be coming in, filling out a little bit. Yeah, should be so able to – get through the grass easier yep so it'll be exciting and i you know i'm just gonna hunt them my plan is to hunt them half a day then and um you know usually every time i go up there we're pretty close to them out by noon so yeah yeah um, so we'll probably do that and call her a call her a day yeah should be good so awesome well hope you guys enjoyed learning more about jet yeah and, man uh, make more sure to, to come follow along and see him progress over this season and in the next season and many seasons to come yep so all right thanks guys